Yes. Got a cast pod. Hey, Grace, Sammy, K at DC Improv. It's a podcast. Got a cast pod. Hey, Grace, Sammy, K at DC Improv. I have one thing to say. Okay, because I know you want to bring it. up this Ryan Lofty story, but sure. I realize that I can't say anything without playing. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. And that being said, I only have one thing really to say about Ryan Lochte. What's that? Is that he looks like, uh, you know, he looks like a roided out version of Guy Fieri's sperm. <laughs> He's probably he's in much better shape than uh, Guy Fieri. Like I said, a roided out version uh, of a Guy Fieri sperm. sperm. Okay, I see what you're saying. You're exact. That's a that's, perfect that's analogy. Pretty much what he is. I mean, if that you look at him, analogy. and then you look at like, and if I could like somehow tell an artist, be like, could you please give me a rendering of one of Guy Fieri's, you know, ejaculates, <laughs> okay. um, spermazoids to be exact, um, but make it like super roided out. How would it look? I guarantee you they'd draw it up and we'd compare it to Ryan Lochte and it'd be ding, ding, ding. Oh, my God. That is a great comparison. The only um, reason why that I wanted to talk about that story of Ryan Lochte, you probably heard the news last night on Dancing with the Stars. I haven't watched Dancing with the Stars in, I would say, a good solid five years. Have you? I never actually watched it. Did you ever watch it? I remember when we worked for a radio station and we used to have to talk about it in the morning. I still wouldn't watch the show the night beforehand. And all I would do is just scour social media or like look at a blog. For highlights? Look at a blog and just repeat what I read there. Well, last night, if you watch Dancing with the Stars and you're a fan, good for you. Hey, we, we celebrate all. Uh, but Dancing with the Stars producers had to cut to commercial after two people stormed the stage and wanted to tackle Ryan Lochte. Now, security tackled them before you could even really see them. Oh, boy, boo. I know, which is leading a lot of people to believe that maybe it was, it was fake. But I don't think, I don't know. Do you really think that they would fake that? Uh, I mean, no. Anything is possible, I guess. No, but. I just think that their security thought they were probably going for Ron Bergeron, or what's his name? <laughs> no, what's is his it name? Ron? No. Tom Bergeron. Tom. <laughs> I, almost, I confused him with Ron Burgundy. I didn't even know either. It was Ron Burgundy like, and Tom Bergeron combined. Okay, so it's Tom Bergeron. They probably thought he was going for Tom Bergeron. <laughs> And that's why they took him out. If they knew, I guarantee you that if ABC knew that they were going for Ryan Lochte, they'd have let that shit slide. He's a professional athlete. He can fend for himself. Look, if he can somehow get himself out of being robbed by police in Brazil, he can deal with you can, two. He can handle two can protesters with, with storming two, the yeah, stage. Yeah, two punks tackling him on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Um, I think the best part about this is after the whole thing settled down, Bergeron asked Lochte how he was feeling, and he said, quote, so many feelings are going through my head right now. (laughs) Which is like, right? Perfect. Isn't that what you'd expect from him? I would expect him to say that or just the word waffles. I know. Waffles. How are you feeling right now, Ryan Lochte? Waffles. Oh, my God. I say that because I feel like at any moment we'll probably be stormed by protesters. And I just wondered, like, what we would do. Currently, oh, I feel like we're... You do- never we're- thought about this? No, I oh, never thought about it. But- are you fucking kidding me? I've had a plan in place since, like, for, like, seven years. Really? Yeah. What would you do? Because, because when we would start to get... We would get some, like, threat. And I remember, like, one time getting a threatening message on the old radio station. On the old, old radio station. Okay. And I was like, shit, man, like... I better, like, plan just in case. And what and, like, would you I, every, actually in do? In every studio I've set up, like, different, like, escape routes or different things, like, different, like, scenarios in which I would get out of it so that I could live. Right now with this scenario, I'll tell you, first thing I'm going to do, someone comes in, they're holding a gun, I'm taking this little <laughs> table that we have, and I'm flipping it on your ass. Okay. Straight up flipping it on your ass. They're going to look at you. By the time they look at you, boom, I'm running. And I don't know if you noticed, but I always sit closest to the exit, Sarah. Okay. I will be out that door. And then at that point, they're probably just going to come offer you a hand and be like, shit, we really just wanted Sammy. <laughs> not, not true. We love well, you. Well, it's funny because here at the Improv, I don't worry about our security at all because they have cameras and this kind of a sounder when you walk in the door. And we have a lovely, I feel like, two guard dogs here. Allison, who's one of the part mm-hmm. owners, who's, I would not mess with her. There's no way anyone's getting by her. And then, of course, Ron, who also, Ron is a badass. Like, Ron is he afraid is of, badass. Ron is afraid of no one. will talk <laughs> shit to anyone. So, I don't worry about it here. I just think more in light of our, you know, election night party that we're trying to host at Trump Hotel, we're probably going to have no, some, some protesters. You well, don't think? Whatever. If they want to come protest, let them come. 
hey, come on out. It works for us. Here's the thing is they don't realize that we live in the nation's capital. And so protests are like, you know, brunch, right? They're so frequent, you don't really remember them that often. So at this point, if you come protest, it's really not going to make a difference. Protests block our traffic every day. They annoy the shit out of us every day. Like, we don't really care. Go well, protest. Like in a, If you really want to make a point, go to, like, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, right? They don't got shit going on in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So that would be hometown. a big deal. Everyone would stop. Yeah, everyone would stop. They'd be like, holy shit, there's actually a protest going on. What the hell's going on? Here, we don't care. We see them every day. Yeah, they don't, don't get care. a lot of coverage. All your walks, all your marches, all your protests, all that stuff. I love it. I'm supportive of everything, but I'm just telling you, you're doing it in the wrong place. Go to New York. Go to Philadelphia. Go to Boston. They don't have enough of those. You know what I mean? They're I so love rare. It. Dude, D.C., we get them every day. Well, anyway, there it was last night, you know, with Ryan Lochte. I don't watch, but uh, it was all over the news this morning. And I just thought what was hysterical was we could someday be in that position, and what would we do? And, I mean, I think I'd be able to give a more, I guess, together quote than what Ryan Lochte could come up with. Oh, but see, I thought it was funny. At that point, you would have to give the quote. Because remember, Sarah, I've already flipped the table <laughs> yeah, on you gone. and ran out. So. Uh, lots to get to on this podcast. Welcome. We hope you had an amazing couple of days uh, while we were off because, you know, we only do the show Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Shows always up 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm your host, Sarah Frazier, along with Sammy Kay. Um, uh, the stories today, though, I, there's so many. I don't even know where to start. For example, do you have you ever thought in your mind, and of course it's too late for us, but could you imagine being 32 and a virgin by choice? 32 and a virgin 32, by choice. virgin by choice. And then really coming out and telling others sex truly complicates. Sex is kind of the root of all issues and complicates life. And in fact, your life could be more successful if you were a virgin. See, here's the thing. I would believe that, except for I've never heard of this fucking person. So how <laughs> successful are they? Uh, she's got a Twitter account. She's a writer. Oh, wow. She's got a Twitter account and a writer. Do you know how many people on Twitter say they're writers? <laughs> Everybody. Everyone. Everyone on Twitter is a writer or a model. You know that. It is true. Um, also, I want to talk about the fashion designer in New York. Uh, fashion Week is going on for the past couple of weeks. Who's actually designed a clothing line all around the oppressive air conditioning that you have in your office. I think this is genius. Mm -hmm. Genius, genius. And then last night, we were out at a charity event where we did a pop-up podcast. Things got a little out of hand. I might have had too much to drink. And I'll tell you, I guess Sammy has put together a... What would you call it? Like a... Um... Let's just say it's a montage of, <laughs> uh, of Sarah's night at a kid's charity event. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This was really awful. Dreams for Kids. We were there last night. They're a great organization. Love them. And I'm sure that organization is not associated with what we say <laughs> or do. I hope not. Um, but they are so, so cool. I have to give a shout-out to Glenda Fu, who's engaged. And uh, I ask her some interesting questions about her engagement. And then I also go on to call a former president that motherfucker. Oh, you want to play it you know now? I'm asking. Do you want me to play it now? No. No. Okay, give it a yeah. few. I want to hit, like, a couple stories, and then we'll hit that. All right, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's a lot to take so in. Good. That's why I don't think you want to get to people this early. Uh, before I get into some stories that are click-worthy, how was your weekend, though? Anything interesting happen that you want to talk about? Oh, my gosh. My weekend was phenomenal. I, uh... uh what, any, anything here's, the, here's how I know I have a really good weekend, Sarah. Because when you asked me on Tuesday, you can't remember. I can't really remember. You know, I can't really remember that much. <laughs> but I do remember one thing about the weekend, and I thought this was awesome. And I don't know if this is like the new hotness in weddings, but I feel like you should say it is the new hotness in weddings. People would believe it to you. Okay. Believe it. Okay. Okay. Two people that I know are getting married, right? All right. And so when they got engaged, they decided, all right, well, since we're going to get married in like a year, we should go buy a baby pig. What? Right? So, what they, so they went and they bought a baby pig, and they paid this farmer who owns this farm to raise this pig, right? Up until their wedding day. Do you know why, Sarah? Why? Guess what dinner was for the wedding? <gasps> oh, my God. They raised the pig to then eat it at their wedding? They got engaged, oh, no. immediately went and bought oh. the pig, and then this weekend... The pig was smoked and served at their wedding. I can't do that. I could not. Is that do not that. that? But how? Think about that, Sarah. They, no. And they would go and they check up on the piggy every week. Go take it little presents. Go take it toys. They had a name for it. You know, like so they raised it on somebody else's farm somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, because they live in the city. They can't have a pig in the city. But they okay. raised it there and they went. And they took you know like 
they paid for everything. They paid for all the food. They paid the farmer to raise it. They, you know, went out there, actually visited the pig, hung out with the pig, probably read it bedtime stories. <laughs> you know, think about it, Sarah. It's like they got a chance to sit there and to realize as a couple, how would they take care of something together? Before they actually got married. Wow, what a test. What a is that great not idea. a great idea? It is a great idea. Although I just, the whole thing about then eating it, is I don't the, know if I could do what? it. I know, you're, I know you eat animals every day. I eat meat. I'm totally fine with it. It's just, it's just kind of like raising it with a name and everything, that part. Well, then don't raise it with a name. You can just call it Piggy. <sighs> But, then but I do. Say, hey, talk about there. You, you that's farm to table, all right. I mean, I'm telling you, <laughs> would you not do that with Dan? I would think about me being. Look at this right now. I'll tell you what. All right, okay. I would sit there by a little baby lamb, you know. Oh God! Raise it up, and then also my wedding day. Boom! We'll make the dopest ass gyro sandwiches <laughs> ever. <laughs> I'm telling I you, you can raise it for me, but I don't think I could really do oh, that. Gosh, Sarah, come on. Well, that's pretty cool. So this this was smoked this past weekend. It was literally happened this weekend, yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I bet it was delicious. I just the name. The and then they keep with the pig roast, they keep the head on. They I can't have the look head at there, I, so you can actually look no, at you it. You can't still look at the pet. But you can read it one last bedtime story. Oh God. Ugh. Someone eats its legs. Well, that's exciting. So that happened to you. Yeah, see, see, I had a pretty exciting weekend, Sarah. Okay, there you go. You know. All right. I also have a question. When you buy gifts for someone on their wedding registry, yeah. All right, because I have some friends getting married. I thought they were just gonna ship the gifts to their house. Yeah, that's what they should do. Okay, well, they ship them to mine. Well, that's right? strange. Okay. Yeah, and now I'm freaking out because I know for a fact I'm going to A, lose these before the wedding, or B, break them. So is it tacky if I just sit there, put them back in the box, and then ship them back to them? <laughs> to the... Like, early? Like, because I'm just going to be like, hey, I don't trust myself. Like, I know your wedding's in like a month and a half. Oh, ship them to them now. Yeah, ship them to them now, even if they're not wrapped. Like, people just... You can just send the gift anytime. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Pack it up, tape over the, the address and the, the UPS stuff, and send it to them now. Absolutely. Because it should have been my house, and I was like, what the hell? That's random, because usually on the registry, it automatically ships, it ships to, someone, to them. To them, I thought, but... Interesting. No. What'd you get them? Honestly, that's the thing. I can't remember. <laughs> And that's why so you haven't even opened the box. You're just going to cover it over and ship Look, it. I knew the second it said anthropology, I was like, that's not fucking for me. <laughs> and either Sarah accidentally ordered something on my computer or this. And I looked and I was like, oh, wait, no, it says wedding registry. Why the hell is this at my place? Oh, I love that. Oh, my God. But it's something from anthropology. Okay. So, yeah, you've got a lot of weddings coming up. Oh, my God. All of your friends Didn't are Didn't I tell married. you about my cousins that are like my cousin who already... I went to Paris for her original wedding. I remember that one. Okay. No, this is like, so this is now two cousins I've had that have gotten married in Paris and decided, you know what? This was only all right. Let's go have a wedding somewhere else at a later date. And you have to fly somewhere else. The first one was in Tel Aviv. This one now, she just started telling us, she's like, all right, it's going to be in Tunisia. So that way all of her family can be there. I was like, all right, that's great. At least I got to go back to Tunisia. Super rad. Okay. Guess when what is the dates this? of the wedding are. Um, I don't know. I have no clue. Thanksgiving. Think about it. What days would, I don't know, a Muslim Arab country really not give a fuck about, but, you know, being here, everyone's going to care about. New Year's Eve. Almost. The 25th and the 26th, Sarah. <laughs> Christmas. Christmas Day and Christmas and the day after. And I was oh. like, and they wanted me to come on. I was like, guys, I don't think you realize everyone is traveling at that time. It is going to be hell for me to try to get from yeah. D.C. to Tunisia during that Let time. Let alone the you, weather. Like, why did you have to pick that time? They go, oh, well, everything was cheap then. Like, we didn't really know. I was like, well, yeah, because you don't have any fucking Christmas parties going on in Tunisia. <laughs> you have one for the British Embassy, maybe, you know, and they probably join with the United States Embassy. Like, oh, Good dude. Point. So I don't know what to do. I mean, I'm going to have to go, but I'm dreading the fact of having to be in Tunisia. Just flying around that time will be tricky, oh, but dude, it's brutal. Tunisia probably in December is gorgeous, right? And then I'll have to, and at that point, I'm already there. Oh, like, wow. you know, I think I'm going to have to fly right back. You'll only be there for like, well, you could take a couple days. I feel like if we're going to take any vacation time, probably be around Yeah, then. but we have to be back on New Year's Eve, right? Uh, oh, yeah. We are talking about doing a live New Year's Eve show. Oh, so, yeah, yeah you're right. So there yeah. you go. It's going to be a fantastic wedding. Oh, my God. Well, good for you. Can't What's wait. going on? Uh, my weekend was really interesting. On Saturday, I was a guest speaker at a power workshop, which I'm sure you'll love to make fun of because I'm sure you're thinking to yourself, women actually paid to get advice from me. Yep, they did. <laughs> but it's true. 
It was great. It was so amazing. It was like 21 women and one very brave man who I thought was awesome. One very brave man? One guy came. and okay. he, I don't know if he knew that it was going to be all women, but he, he came. Oh, he knew, Sarah. Oh, my God. He was so cute. Blaine was his name, and he is a yacht captain. Oh, really? I guarantee you, first <laughs> off, his name's not Blaine. <laughs> Second off, he's not a yacht captain. Well, he was South African. And third off, he's definitely not <laughs> South African. Oh, how do, you, what, how do you even know this? Because, Sarah, that's the best movie. Have you never seen a sitcom before? Have you never seen an American sitcom before, Sarah? Well, we were we were eating it up. Blaine was so motivational. He was so positive. Bullshit. He was there just to slay. And I guarantee you, he slayed. His name is Roger. He lives in his mother's basement in the suburbs of Washington, D.C., okay? He works at, you know, Jimmy John's as the night manager. Oh, you don't think he, he says he... I mean, he, it was interesting. He didn't he invite the, any of us to the yacht. Well, does, Sarah, because he doesn't have one. <laughs> But what he did is he probably went back to some lady's house, you know, and was just like, ding, 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 check back in. Called his mom was like, hey, mom, can you come pick me up? Also, can you grab me some Taco Bell on the way? Oh, my God. I guarantee Stop. you, he was not South African. Like, oh, my God, he had bullshit. the sexiest accent. He was oh, so crap. cute. You guys fell for this. This is amazing. <laughs> we all did. We all were like, oh, can Blaine be in our group? Because this was put on by by a couple of life coaches here in, in the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, they w- we would do a talk, and then we'd break up into groups and, and focus on individual things that we wanted to work on. And, um, and I, you know, the whole thing, why I wanted to bring it up is because Everybody in there, and I think this is so true of you and me too, Sammy, had such like anxiety of feeling like they should be in a, they should be more advanced in their career or their life than when they were. Mm -hmm. And so it was really kind of just learning to be patient and, and happy where you are and like taking that in, which I thought was great. It was nice to be around people because sometimes you and I get, I think in our own world and we get anxious like, oh, we should be, we're this age, we should be here. Uh, But it was cool to see that. Everybody felt that way. Mm, Blaine was there, too, being like, yeah, take it in. Feel that way. Well, Blaine also said, you know, that he felt felt like he had reached, I guess, um, well, now I'm wondering if this was a scam. But he- he, It was a scam, Sarah. <laughs> Blaine was saying that he felt as though he'd kind of achieved everything he wanted to in the Marine time um, field. And that marine field, and now he was looking to also perhaps like marine, be- <laughs> like marine biology or maritime. Which maritime. Are t- maritime, okay. You're messing me up because now you make me feel because like Blaine he, wasn't you know real. That, I guarantee you. All right, tonight let's go to all the Jimmy Johns in this area, and I, I guarantee he'll be the night. He'll be night manager. Well, I've got his email address. I'm going to ask him. You got you well, got his of course. Email. of course you did because guess what he slayed it. Blaine wanted to stay in touch. Yeah, of course he did. He wanted to stay in touch, but not with your mouth. I tell you what. <laughs> So bad. Anyhow, if you were at the Power Workshop, thank you for coming. It was amazing. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you were at a- the Power Workshop and you hooked up with Blaine, <laughs> please tell me that he lost his accent halfway through. You can email us. Yeah. Sarah. S A R A H at HeyFrage.com. So that was my weekend. I was I was really beat from that. And then uh, I went to Wegmans. I'm usually never out in Leesburg. Oh, wow. You I went did. to a grocery mm-hmm. store, Sarah. Rowdy weekend. Look at you. Well, and I did get rowdy because I parked in the expecting mother's parking. And I justified it because I thought someday I will be expecting to uh, be expecting. So you're expecting. Yeah. You, you are expecting to be expecting at yeah, some and point. I put that out on social media. And people gave me a lot of backlash. They were like, you don't know what it's like to be pregnant. You don't have the swollen ankles, the weight gain. And I said, look, here's the thing. It was so mobbed. There was nowhere else I could park. That's the only reason I would take That's that spot. That's just the post a picture of you at Mount Holyoke and be like, swollen ankles, weight gain? What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Of course I know what you're dealing with. <laughs> that is so wrong. And that is a reference to when I was 70 pounds heavier than I am now. That is really low. It's not low, Sarah. It's the truth, okay? We were just talking about how you have to laugh at things. Anyway, I want to just say this because I feel like late the past couple of days on social media, it's been nothing but hate towards me, which is fine. Who I, didn't? Wait, no, I have oh, not posted are... shit. I was like, I have not posted anything. <laughs> I have not made a single, like, Burt Reynolds comment. I have not made a single comment about Mount Holyoke until just now, okay? I didn't make any old man jokes. People were very upset about that comment about parking and the expecting mother's parking. People were very upset about the, the Trump. It's interesting. So if you're not familiar with this Trump party that we're hosting on election night, okay, we're having an election night party to yeah. sort of celebrate the insanity that this election is, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we're trying to rent out, which we we called, and we'll let you know how that goes. The video will be up. We called Trump Hotel here in D.C. to reserve 
the um, the room, the suite. They have a 6,200 square foot suite that has like a full dining room, its own private gym, all this stuff, and it rents for $37,000 a night. So because this is so absurd, right, we wanted to have this party there and see if they would rent it to us. We're going to have a petting zoo, immigrants, a wall, a porn star, just to celebrate how crazy it is, okay? Mm-hmm. This is just sometimes you have to pay money and give money to things that you wouldn't normally do it, but the absurdity is worth it, okay? Yeah. And that's the reason behind this party. But, oh, my God. Sometimes when I put this out on social media, people love it, and then this weekend, people hated it. Didn't understand why we were doing it. Uh, I'm so anti-this and anti-that. And it's like, guys, it's all in fun. And guess what? You don't have to donate. You don't have to come. God, I mean, I'm just so, you know what? I'm so pissed off between those negative comments, the I'm expecting parking, and now Blaine's a phony. Well, Blaine is a phony, okay? (laughs) I don't even know. The expecting parking, Sarah, that just kind of makes sense. That's like me pulling up in a car with you and parking in a handicapped spot and just posting a picture (laughs) of you and being like, oh, it's fine. Like, no, Sarah, it's still wrong. You're you know? on today. You're very You're, like, funny. It's still wrong. Okay, fine. Look, but I as apologize. far as people blaming you for this, I only ran this, in for, like, like, a drink. I always ask the like, when people, here's the thing. I guess that you just don't have as good of responses as I do. Because people, you, you know, that people don't. No, I know you never get trolled. I don't they know don't why do you never get trolled. Because when they do, I troll them back, Sarah. I get them back. Like, someone wrote back, they go, you know, it's pretty stupid. You're supporting Trump, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, really? Have you ever, ever, ever drank a Fanta? They're like, yeah, of course. I was like, well, then you support Nazis. What can I tell you? Like, oh, right, because Coca-Cola. Like, well, no, Fanta, Sarah. <laughs> Fanta. Oh, okay, what? what? Fanta was, oh, yeah, it was originally like a soda made by Nazi Germany. Kodak, another Nazi company. Okay. Oh, okay. Things okay, like that's that. how they originally like, started. And I was like, so guess what? All right, so you know what? You still support them, even though you know they have a little bit of a tainted past. You can still get over that and do Thank this. Thank you. Now, granted, I'm not trying to say that they're anything related, but it was just a way to, it's a way if you can quit back at them with something that's just like oh i'm gonna clap back that's what you do now you clap back that's what you do i'm clapping back uh let's hit let's do a couple uh click worthy stories for them i got a major update on uh, making a murderer Ooh. you hit me with a little click sounder what do you want? oh not... you know we don't have a new one do we, we yeah, never I mind play that screw stupid. it here you know you want a click sounder here's a click sounder. okay yeah i got one for you okay here's the click brought to you by sarah quay it's a sarah quay all right, here you go with your click stories. So this is kind of some sad news, but if you are a fan of making a murderer like we are, they are appealing um, that Brendan Dassey's overturned ruling. So this is sad. Remember how we initially told you that Brendan Dassey's, uh, his whole case was overturned, and if no one appealed mm-hmm. from the state in Manitowoc County, then he was going to be out. He'd be freed. Well, sad news. They he, appeal. They are going to appeal. Um, they're not saying exactly what evidence they have, but they believe that Brendan Dassey's confession was not coerced by investigators. This is prosecutors now, and that there is uh, no reasonable doubt that he should be let out and that he was, in fact, a part of that murder. So it looks like he will spend more time in jail, although it's... I just feel like it's such a bummer because the guy was so close. Dassey is 26 years old. He was convicted in 2007, and he faces 41 years in prison. It'll be interesting to see if they can put together enough stuff, but there you go. I'm, I was really hoping that they would just drop it. Do you him. think it was actually like Netflix that did it? What do you mean? That they actually wanted the appeal to happen? Like, they were the ones that were like, come on, prosecutors, like, we've only got three episodes filled. We need a solid eight. <laughs> no, I don't like, think they're behind think it about it. You know what I mean? They don't really have much to do between, like, oh, shit, this is where we ended the last season, and now, boom, boom, oh, and then randomly he's out? Well, that's anticlimactic. Like, no, I guarantee you it was Netflix. I think it was, I think Manitowoc County is so embarrassed by everything that's happened. I think they have no choice but to double down. I mean, I think they're going to lose. I think ultimately both Stephen Avery and Brendan Dassey will go free again. I mean, if they do something after this, I mean, I think everyone's like had it. But I do think that they'll go free. Three strikes and you're out? Is that what you're saying? Wow, that's a lot of strikes for somebody, Sarah. Absolutely bizarre case out of Ohio over the weekend. Did you read this this one in Norwalk, Ohio? They do believe that a human heart was found in a field. Oh, Norwalk, Ohio. Duh, Sarah. I read the news from there consistently. It's in south. It's southwest of Cleveland, by the way, sixty miles southwest. So there's your there's your no. Cleveland rocks, man. 
Very, very strange case. They say that EMTs in an ambulance were near the scene just about a half an hour before, but then ended up getting a call after someone spotted what looked like a human heart in a plastic bag in a parking lot. Sure enough, when police came back, it was there. They're saying they're 95% sure that it is a human heart, although it could be a pig or a chimpanzee. I was like, don't pig hearts look just like human yeah, hearts? Yeah, they do. do. Um, so we'll see what happens if there's an update on this. But uh, so far, they're not reporting that anyone like that they anybody lost a heart, that any of a transplant place lost a heart, so they're not sure where it would come from. But isn't it strange? I mean, talk about how often does that happen? I mean, there's probably tons. Like, let's see how much a heart is on the black market. Oh, I don't know, but that was really strange when I read that story. I was like, how creepy. Can you imagine Damn, just dude. being in like a 7-Eleven, then off in a field, you see a plastic bag with this red thing in it, you walk closer, and it's like a heart with valves. Oh. That's pretty awesome, if I mean, you ask that's me. unbelievably insane. Um, also, what do you oh, think this is... this is the- bullshit. A heart is $119,000 on the black market. But a kidney Aww. is 262000 Don't you have two kidneys? Yeah, you do. But that's bullshit. But I think because a kidney, not many people need hearts, I think, is the issue. So the demand isn't there. Oh. The kidneys, a lot of people need kidneys all the time. How much do you think your shoulder's worth, Sarah? <laughs> I don't know. $62,000. $500, oddly enough. That's it? For a shoulder? Yeah, that's because they can make them out of plastic. Or like your hand. Mm, now they can grow those. I'm going to say $100. 385 close, yeah. Oh, keep your hands. God, you, know, you realize you could literally give up your hand for $385, but a pint of blood is 337 That's amazing. That seems to that me like, like a, a real difference. That's yeah. a real fucked up uh, scale here. All right, well, anyways. Uh, out of North Carolina, do you think that Lorianne Phillips, who's been driving around her Toyota RAV4 with a license plate kumquat for the past 12 years, has had to give up the license plate, or now it's totally cool? Wait, kumquat? Kumquat. Like, uh, kumquat? Isn't that like kumquat a fruit? the fruit. K-U-M-Q-U-A-T. Yeah, I know what a kumquat is. Okay. Do you think that she's had to take a, down her license and give it back? Why would she have to, unless she spelt it C-U-M? <laughs> Because initially she got a letter from the state of North Carolina Department of Transportation. They wrote to her on August 25th and said that they were in re- they were recipients of complaints stating that the plate was offensive and in poor taste. After 30 days and uh, Phillips writing them back, they've now said it's fine that she can keep it. It looks like it was an error that someone there at the Department of Transportation didn't realize what a kumquat wow, was. Someone in North Carolina was confused? No shit. <laughs> That's terrible. There's a lot of people listening. Kumquats are like delicious too. You know, a little tangy. Kind of looks like an orange, like a more like but a really, shape like of a, a lemon. But but it's like a baby tomato orange. Yeah. Yeah, they're tiny, man. They're tiny, like baby tomatoes. They've now apologized to Phillips. They said, "Look, she can keep the license plate. No problem." Did you know that Poor I actually things. one time got a license plate approved in D.C. that was V one R G one N. V one R. G one Virgin. It said Virgin, and I got approved. I paid my hundred dollars for my thing, and then boom! Thirty days later, they sent me a letter with a check in the mail, being like, "Sorry, we had to deny your request." And I was really? Like, how is Virgin offensive? If anything, it's promoting you know a positive lifestyle. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, this woman that we're going to talk about, she would love it. Uh, She should get that one. Uh, Lastly, millennials do not wash their sheets. Research over the weekend. (laughs) And I'm curious about Sammy. Nearly half of the people aged 45 or under, um, if you're 45 or over, you're washing your sheets every week. But if you're under, yeah, I know. Under that, 58% of under 30s wash their sheets uh, maybe once a month instead of weekly. How often, by the way, do you wash your sheets? Can I be honest with yeah, you? I yeah. got so annoyed with having to wash my sheets once a month, once every two months, that I just now don't sleep on sheets. Oh, God, really? You just sleep on the mattress? That's disgusting. No, I don't even have a mattress, Sarah. What I are have, you sleeping on? I have like a couch that I fold down to a futon, right? So it's like a futon thing. So I'll fold down just half of it, not the other half, because I'm too lazy. God. And I'll just like lay down on that side, you know, fall asleep, and I'll wrap myself in a blanket, and that's it. That's your whole bed. Yeah. Life is going to change for you so much, my friend, when you get a serious girlfriend. Like, you're going to be sleeping in an actual bed. Uh, I refuse. Oh, really? What do you think is going to happen? You're going to sleep on this futon while she sleeps in the bed? Let me just tell you, there's going to be a lot of fights in my household, Sarah, so I'll be forced (laughs) to sleep on the couch. I love you. You're not, you don't even make this survey. 10% of people under the age of 35 uh, wash their sheets every seven weeks. 
or more. Oh my God, seven weeks. I mean, or more. dude, there like was a- times when I actually had sheets on my bed, like at my old place when I had a bed and I had sheets and stuff. I would wash them only when I did something really dirty in it. You know what I mean? So, like, when the girl came and peed in my bed, if it was, like, really gross sex and I just didn't feel good about it. Like, if I somehow was eating chili in bed and I spilled a bunch, like, yeah, I'd wash my sheets maybe a couple weeks later. Oh, gross. But other than that, like, only if it doesn't smell gross... Oh. If it doesn't like have like a stain, but you're like a man. I mean, and even women, you sweat at oh, night. Oh, so what? Oh, uh, sweat. <laughs> Guess what? At this point, if you're worried about sweat, okay, there's a lot worse things going on between us than you laying in my sweat. <laughs> well, yeah, but sweat stinks after a while. You get it. I wash my sheets every week. Febreze, man. Just... Oh, gross. It's good. I it hate works. That's so toxic. Oh, I'm not really? going to get into it today, but that's my next fight, by the way. You know, I love eating clean, mindfulness, mindful eating. My next thing is I'm very anti-fragrance. And I've realized this. This is like just Stop my... trying to bring us down to your level. This is bullshit. I'm going to call you out immediately on this. Okay, well, this is my small tirade. I'll, okay. I'll give you some information on it because mm-hmm. I've been doing research on fragrances. I love Lyft and Uber. And, you know, you and I are alike. We don't... You have a car, but you only use it for snacklings deliveries. I yeah, I don't even use it, really. So I... I don't have a vehicle, so I take Lyft a lot. And every time you get into these cars, they have oppressive smellers, like like um, those Glade things that you attach to your vents. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with it. So fragrances are very toxic to you. I, I'm, that's my next campaign. All right. I'm going to call bullshit. I'm going to call Blaine-style <laughs> bullshit on this, as a matter of fact, because all you're trying to do, Sarah, is to get everyone else to come down to your level so people won't realize how stinky you are because you're not wearing deodorant, you're not using any sort of fragrance. You're not using any sort of, I said fragrances. Fragrances. You're not using any sort of perfumes. You're not using anything because you're like, it's all toxic. I'm using essential oils. I literally just grabbed some friend. lavender flowers and I rubbed them all over my breasts after a shower. <laughs> like, that's what you do. And look at, and you smell, okay? You smell. When Some is days the you come and you, you sweat. Me? You sweat pretty. You sweat worse than I do. Like I sweat a lot, but mine's not like stinky sweat. So like I can go not showering for like three weeks and no one really notices. Okay. You though, on the other hand, you walk in and I could smell your pits from here sometimes. Like oh, like today. Oh my god, put that shit down. You I can't, can't even smell. Oh my god! There is no way. And so right now, that's why you're trying to do this fight against fragrances because you're hoping that other people start to smell as bad as you. Therefore, ergo, no one will notice how stinky you actually are, Uh, which is bull, Sarah. It causes migraines, headaches, very, very toxic. Can cause birth defects if you're taking it a lot of fragrance. You know what else causes migraines and headaches? What? Bo, Sarah. Okay, when I can (laughs) smell it from over here. It's natural. When it smells like a dead cat in the middle of a Tunisian street, <laughs> and I just realize it's just you walking up, that's, that's you well, know, that's I way was, more damaging I to my did, health. I shower every day now because my I don't wear a lot of deodorant, and my odors do tend to um, spread. And Dan told me the other day that I smell like salami. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> All right, at least, at least someone else is preaching to you, too. It's not just me. We're moving on. And remember, salami is delicious, I, but I don't rub salami behind my ears. <laughs> You're really funny today. I really love you. Oh, You're thank really you. Good. Oh, You're good. Really good. Sammy, great job. You're funny today. Other days, <laughs> mediocre, possibly uh, at best. Well, you get... Actually, I got an email about you um, because, you know, you are, you're very temperamental. Everybody knows on this show. I mean, I say I'm the tropical fish, but you are really, you know, because one one day you are so happy-go-lucky. Today, you're funny as hell, right? Then other days you come on this show, you're on a rant. The whole show is a rant. You hate everybody. You hate me. You hate all the stories I pick. So anyway, I get this. Mary-Kate wrote us. Where is it? i got to find the email. Am I going to hate Mary-Kate after this? <laughs> no, you're going to love Mary-Kate. Oh, where did I, po- I post it? Oh, my God. Uh, great. Way to not be prepared. Yeah, are you drunk again, Sarah? No, I'm totally sober. i got to find this. Anyway, let's talk about the girl who's the virgin. Then I'll bring up the I'll bring up Mary Kate's uh, email about your Sammy okay. rants. Okay. Um, I'm dying to get this woman. If you know Kate Bryan, she's 32 years old. I'm dying to get this woman on the show. She's 32 years old. She has never had sex, and she says she has no regrets. In fact, she's encouraging other people. There's also a religious tie to this, by the way. She is no very religious. Shit. Well, hey, you know, to each their own. She says she has a great relationship with God, very strong faith. But she also says that um, comparing her friends, families, and other people who are in sex relationships all the time she actually advises people if you want to to become celibate or not have sex at all she says that she has so much more time in her day because she's not wasting time worrying about waking up next to a stranger contracting a sexually transmitted infection or missing a period 
Are you kidding me? First off, it's called a condom lady, right? Like, what the fuck is she talking about? Like, who brainwashed her so badly that she thinks that if you have sex one time, you're going to spend the next three months freaking out over what? She lives here in D.C. I think she's an attractive woman. Did you see her picture? She's not she's that cute. attractive. No, I think she's I would, cute as I'd be a virgin, too. Okay, that's real. I think she's Here's my thing. Okay, I'm going to throw this out there, right? I'm successful. I'm this. I am this. I am this. Um, She's got a thousand followers. But she, I think she's doing really well. She says, the truth is I'm able to live the feminist dream because I'm not stressing over things that sex outside of marriage often brings. And I'm not alone, she says. A recent study in the Journal of Archives of Sexual Behavior showed that young people, specifically millennials, our age, which I think you fall into this, Sammy, are now more than twice as likely to be sexually inactive than previous generations. Okay, but hold on. First off, it doesn't mean I don't have sex. I have sex. I had sex over the weekend. You did? What? Like, I can have sex. You know what I mean? You had... Who did you have sex with? This is amazing. You haven't had well, sex in a months. A girl, Sarah. Thank you very much. Oh, so my was your God. First question. Did you use protection? Of course, Sarah. Oh, my God. Are you excited? This is like a... No, this is it a was great... sex. It was, that's it. Like, it was whatever. What's like, going on? This nothing. is great. Nothing, Sarah. Oh, my God. I can't wait to meet her. This is, this is why you're fucking horrible. This is why I don't bring anything up. Well, anyways, I'm logged into your Twitter account. I'm tweeting at this lady right now. All right, tweet at her. Uh, she says, and there's some explanations. Many possible causes in this shift for millennials being sexually inactive. It's quite reasonable to believe that this generation doesn't want the stresses that sex outside of marriage bring, unplanned pregnancies, and sexually transmitted infections. That's what her go-to is. That's what she says. Uh, maybe they realize that a condom doesn't protect the heart and that true love is something worth waiting for and fighting for, she says. Um, she obviously says years ago it was not her plan to be a virgin at the age of 32, but it's worked out really well. I think this is very interesting. I really, really do. I want to talk to her so badly because I admire this. I feel like so horny all the time. I feel so sexed up. And in fact, my regret is I haven't had sex with more people. Is that so, awful? Okay, but here's the thing. Like, I don't understand, but it's not like it actually was working for her. Like, she's saying this works for her specifically. It doesn't mean it works for everybody. That's completely asinine. Well, I don't... To sit there and be like, you know, oh, well, you know what? I've never actually had a sip of alcohol my entire life. Look at me and look at the greatness of my life. Well, guess what? I know people that drink a fuck ton, and they're doing just as good, if not better, than you. She says... So for you to sit there and talk about sex, like, I'm about to tweet at her from your account, Sarah, at Kate M. Bryan. I've had sex tons of times, and I'm doing just fine. <laughs> well, you can. And I've asked her to come on the uh, the podcast. I tweeted at her. How'd you spell come? Uh, C-O-M-E. Good. See, because she wouldn't have responded the other way. Uh, she goes on to say, I believe that I'm living a fuller, better life because of my commitment to sexual integrity. Do you? I See, I think there is something to that. Do you, see, I don't know. Do you? Because then I feel like I've now got to the point. In my 20s, I every time I had sex with someone, I became very emotionally attached. I was very broken hearted when they didn't call yeah, me I back. Yeah, I can tell about how you talk to me about sex. You're like, oh my God, when's the baby due? When are you guys <laughs> getting married? And I was like, Sarah, it was sex. But now as I get older... I realize, please, I can have sex with people and not get emotionally attached at all. That's bullshit because you will get emotionally attached. No, I won't. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. My biggest regret. I mean, I need to be out. I, I mean, I really wish that I'd had sex with like 50 people by now, but oh, I haven't. Really? Yeah. It's not that fun. You lose count after a while. What's not fun about it? Like, okay, if you had to pick sleeping, having sex with like, let's say 20. Oh, no, I would never look. I'm not taking it back at all. But I just think that there comes a point, like, when you're just out. I mean, here's the thing. I look at people this way. I go, guys, if you think about it, it just makes fucking sense. Like, college, everyone was horned up. So you're having sex with a lot more partners in a year than you probably safely should, right? Okay. At least I was. Clearly, you weren't, as we mentioned no, earlier, I was about celibate and ankles. all four years of college. I mean, not by choice. Yeah, but I was, was going to say. I was just a lot um, fluffier. And uh, I then I got this really bad haircut, too, one year. It looked like a mullet. And you went to an all-girls college, which probably isn't going to help out you getting laid, you know? Right, so it didn't really work. Well, anyways, like, um, shit, what was I saying? So I was asking you if you feel like having sex with 50 people or being oh. celibate, like, what would be more satisfying but life? I just look at it on the averages. Like, I would say if I'm going out, I'm single that year, I'm out there dating, I'm probably going to have sex with, what, like three or four people, right? Okay. So if I've been sexually active in D.C. now for 12 years... I would have naturally had sex with 36 to 48 people just without even like doesn't mean I'm banging all like, all the time but I'm just saying if I had casually had sex with three or four people a year at this point that's 36 to 48 people 
And that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I mean, that's it. I casually have sex. I've dated in between. So, like, I would date girls for, like, a year or something like that. But then I'd break up and I'd go on a little spur or go on a little spree here. And Are you ready to stop the casual sex? I mean, I don't really know. Okay. I don't really, I guess it's not really about me. It's about if I find something that's, you know. But you could say no. You could say, look, but I'm not thing, into casual sex. Yeah, but that's, like, why would I? That's the stupidest thing ever, Sarah. It's, it's like saying I'm, like, just be... I guess I don't look so at I it. I don't look at I'm... it as having a drink or being an alcoholic. I guess what I can just go out there and have a drink. You know what I mean? And it doesn't mean I'm getting super hammered and falling over and peeing myself in the street and getting arrested. Okay. Like I'm not. Like I'm just going and having a drink. Ah, uh, got it. So you're just having you know sex I mean? and you don't think it has to have a like bunch of mental consequences. It doesn't have to have like a bunch, bunch of mental consequences. If it does, that's great. I can get emotionally attached or I can't get emotionally attached. I'm pretty cool with both. But I think what this what Kate is saying in her article is that she, her peace of mind is so clear. She doesn't have to ever worry but it about. It doesn't bother me. Like I don't. Like so I, what happens if you don't think about every if time I you go have sex out and I meet a girl and I happen to and I happen to have a good time and we happen to go out again some other time and we have sex? Cool. I'm wearing a condom, doing it safely. I'm chilling. Wait a few days. If nothing burns, boom. High five. <laughs> like I'm not stressed about it though. Like it doesn't freak oh. me out. Like. There's all these minute possibilities that could happen, even if you are being safe, even if you are doing it, you know, one way or another, that, fuck it. Like, you, like, you can't let it stress you out. I'm just worried about throat cancer, honestly. You throat know. cancer, Sarah? <laughs> yes, honestly. How honestly, big God, is it? Because all these people now, like Michael Douglas, I mean, you know, people are getting throat cancer because you have HPV. You don't even know you're having an outbreak, men and women. And then you're down there, and then... You know, before you know it, HPV in the mouth. Throat cancer. Yes, that's what I'm concerned about. That's what you're mainly concerned about in your sex life. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Oh, my God. you got to weigh in on this. Follow us on social media at HeyFrage, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E, on Twitter, on Instagram. HeyFrage Show on Snapchat. Um, also, Sammy is on all media outlets under the S-A-M-Y-K. Boom. Boom. Let us know what you think. Is it worth it? Would you be a 32-year-old virgin? Are you celibate? I'd love to know. I want to get this woman on. I, I find her beliefs so fascinating. Uh, from Mary Kate, she writes to us, good morning, guys. Good morning, uh, Mary Kate. My name is Mary Kate. I'm a longtime listener. I've been listening to you guys since your old radio days and now the podcast. You guys have me rolling every morning. Quick rant about Sammy. Sometimes, and this is, this is just dear Sammy, okay? Quick rant about Sammy. Sometimes you piss me off and sometimes you make me cry, but sometimes I really love you. Your rant on the article Sarah read about millennials loved it. You are so on point with our generation. You totally get it. Okay, that's all for now. Love you guys. Keep being real. Okay, great. So you love me, you hate me, I make you cry. <laughs> I mean, Just so you know, if, like, if, that you. Was, if that was sent to a police officer, I would get a restraining order. Um, <laughs> but I appreciate it. And I thank you. And I understand that it was a compliment. Before, uh, before we play my, I guess, like, I don't know. The evolution of Frasier's drunkenness. Mm-hmm. Really quickly, I wanted to know, do you think this is a good idea or not? But a fashion designer in New York City last week debuted a new clothing line for people who work in offices with oppressive AC. And essentially, it's designer layers. So you wear like a um, sheer leggings okay. underneath, underneath like maybe cropped off, sh- you know, shorts or pants. See, here you go. See, look at this. Okay, would you wear this to the office? It's, how would you describe that? So, okay, these are, this is this is now a clothing line for people who work in office environments that the AC is so awful that you can layer up, and then when you go outside, you could easily remove these layers and have a whole other outfit. But those layers are just sweet, so I'm confused. Is it because your AC is too cold in your office, or does right. it work? No, the AC is so cold in the office that now you can wear these like sheer leggings. But those over are a- see-through. How is that keeping you warm? I think it's because... Is it like plastic? Are you just putting your body in a plastic bag? Because look at this outfit. Now you've got the sheer leggings, you've got the skirt over it, you've got the top, and then you've got the jacket. So then you can easily shed these layers when you're going out to happy hour after work or a date. But in the office, you look chic while staying warm. What do you think? Did someone just go to a soup kitchen and like copy what they wear? That's what that's how people dress on the they live on the streets, Sarah. They I wear all their layers genius. at once, so that way you can always be ready for a temperature change. It's a new kind of layering. I don't know if that's news, Sarah. Okay. Well, it's okay. Mona Koloska Koloska is the designer of the fashion label. Uh, oh my God, I can't even say it. Uh, Detachier. Oh, how do you say that? Detachier. Oh, homeless. 
No, detaché, Sarah. Detaché, detaché. I was making a joke. Oh. <laughs> detaché. It now is supposed to be high-end fashion layers. For those of us who work in offices where the AC is oppressive. I thought this was great. Look at this. Would you wear these pants, these crop pants with a layer underneath them, heels? But then what am I supposed to just leave and just, like, rip those pants on top off, and now I'm still in long pants? (laughs) But they're sheer. They're very light layered. And they still are fashionable. What do I do with those clothes, Sarah? Do I have to carry a backpack with me everywhere or a suitcase? No, you can leave them at the office. And then you always look stylish. I thought this was genius. Except for they're not going to match. How are you going to do that, Sarah? Well, that's the new thing now. I feel like pattern on pattern is hot this year. Mixing and matching. Different colors. So, again, I'm going to throw this back to the soup kitchen. All right. But. <laughs> All right. Play us. Okay. Last night. I'm dying to hear this. Because last night, like we mentioned, we were at this great event. It was a Redskins kickoff party. You know, NFL season started last week. So, we were. Or maybe it started on Sunday. I don't even know. Whatever. It started recently. So I haven't been out drinking in a long time. The first drinks were on the house. It was Mm -hmm. a strawberry mojito. And then the second drinks and the third drinks were on the house. So I had a couple of, uh, I don't even know how many drinks I had, actually. But you recorded this all because we did a pop-up podcast. Yeah, because we were there for Dreams for Kids, you know. Like, they're awesome. They do all these cool events where they have, you know, kids can sign up and they can come to, like, a sports clinic or a music clinic or something like that. So this is, like, a super, you know, awesome, positive thing we're doing, right? Yeah. Yeah, super positive and awesome. Okay. Sarah, let me just say, you showed up with Sammy Attitude yesterday, and it was <laughs> fan. Fantastic. So this is the evolution of my drunkenness, correct? Yep. You're telling me that you were, we're doing a pop-up podcast and you refuse to talk because you're drunk. No, I'll talk. I just don't want to lead. You just don't want to lead. I'm tired of leading. I would say it's like the seventh guy you've done in one night. Oh, God. By the way, right now <laughs> the cocktail count is at one. Look, I'll say this. I can remember these details. We're at Southern Hospitality in downtown D.C. and we're doing this pop-up podcast it's a Redskins watch party because mm-hmm. it is the first game of the season for the Redskins. Ooh. I don't even know who they're playing. Do you? Why would you ask me if that would give me a chance to Google it first? <laughs> I don't know Why would well, you do I that? Know. We're I here know. for dreams for kids, really. I want to ask you a serious question. All right, so this is drinking. Up. What are you drinking right now? What, what, Moscow Mule. A Moscow. So first it was some fruity watermelon. First it was strawberry mojito. Oh, and now Moscow. Great. Now we're mixing. I'm staying on mules all night okay. from here. I got a serious question for you. Is that a donkey punch? Okay, now sorry, go. What? You want me to donkey punch Nothing, you? Sarah. No, go. As you were. Do you think I could seriously be a server at Curiesant? Do I think? <laughs> God, there's a lot of... I like this guy, too, in this bun. I am really feeling Adam's Morgan. Are you fucking kidding me, Sarah? You're already finished with drink three? We haven't even done our interviews. Oh, that was three, okay. Oh, it's fine. I'm just... Did you say Belinda Carlisle's going to be here? You know... This is when it starts to go real downhill. I love Belinda Carlisle. I don't even know how the hell you just all of a sudden... Young I'm, Hearts is one of my favorite songs. Young Hearts. Yeah, but hold on. We were at a chair and no one was playing Belinda Carlisle. I don't even remember, like... I don't, did I, I don't even remember this You going on. brought it up. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, this is where it starts to go real downhill. Okay. You know what? You and I have been friends for a thousand years. You want to open a break? Fine. You want to lead us to commercial? Go for it. I don't care. Sarah, we haven't had to open breaks or lead to commercial in almost a year. <laughs> How drunk are you already? So, I don't know. I just I mean, like to thank our friends, Glenda, Dreams for Kids, for inviting us out. Do it for the kids. Yeah. All right. I said eat dick. What is this? Is this like your... Uh, eat dick. What voice is this that you're doing? My Michael Jackson, of course. Oh, this is so fabulous. Uh, I don't even know what drink this is. What number? Uh, here's my thing. What do you do? What do you do when you're a fan of Chris Brown, R. Kelly, and Michael Jackson? Honestly, what do you do? Do you tell people that? Do you lead with that? Uh, I haven't been drunk in so long. We can tell, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> you really gone. Like, what the hell happened to you? I don't know. I've been trapped. In the closet in Virginia. So this is going back to R. Kelly again? Hit record. Sammy, you better know what we're doing. I have no idea. Okay, Glenda. Honestly, uh, how does it feel when someone actually asks you to marry them? What goes through your mind? Like, are you hungry at that point? Because I picture myself hungry, wondering if we'll get divorced, second-guessing myself, and then going, fuck, I've got to say yes. Do you know Abby Wambach? I know of her. 
Okay, I need her number. I feel like I could be like Did her you sobriety just ask him, coach. Oh, you're a soccer player, by the way. What? Do you happen to know Abby Wambach? There was a guy there. Was a That's a whole community. And that would be oh, drink six please. for Sarah already Honestly, at this point. Honestly, if Sammy were engaged, she wouldn't even masturbate. He would think that. that oh my she god! Would now that is where I think you crossed the line, but oh no. We were talking about how loyal you are in a relationship, and I said, you know, I obviously didn't censor myself, but I was thinking you wouldn't even do selfie selfie time because you would feel like that wasn't loyal. That's where I was going. And by the way, that's a legit question. If you're a fan of R. Kelly, Chris Brown, and, and Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson, like I am, what do you do? So you and you insist. I should seriously want to know. Conversation with that. You know what? We're going to be on a TV show today. You should just bring that up. I'll bring that up actually bring on this right TV up. show. Okay, fine. All right. I wrote to the first George W. And I'll, that motherfucker wrote me back to and it wasn't real. It was so goddamn The first hit. George W. You mean George H.W.? <laughs> no, I just wondered how many prostitutes you fucked. Because if I was in yeah, it got real I crazy the right there. I go Can you believe that, Sam? We're at a charity event. You go, how many prostitutes did you fuck? Right? Oh, well, it was an adult Shop audience at that I, point. The kids you know, tried to have sex with someone that you could pay for. I'm I mean, that's what you do. I'm just going to say fuck it and stop counting your drinks at this point. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to take a break from the podcast. We're going, we're going to commercial. We're going to commercial. We'll be back right after. Well, if I quote Howard Stern, we'll be back right after these words. <laughs> Way to go. Oh, my God. So, Sammy, what a mess. Was I really that bad last night? I, I was, mean, here's the thing. You wow, say bad. I was really. I say good. Okay, good. You oh, were my that God. good last night. Yeah, you are having a great time. And how did you feel today? I feel great, actually. Because here's the thing. We were at the event early, so I stopped drinking at, like, 630. That was all, like, that was, like, before 630, 645. Uh, uh, yeah. And then the rest of the night I ate, and uh, I felt great. I'm the, feeling great this morning. I feel like the show's been good. Have you uh, gotten into those uh, new uh, Cheeto chicken fries? No. Do you think we can get those? Yes, Sarah. They sell them at Burger King. You can go get them. I don't think I want them, though. Ugh. Why not? Are you going to eat them, really? Are you going to try them? I'll try them. Why not? Oh, God, Sammy. They're so processed. It's chick. No shit, Sarah. <laughs> it's called a chicken fry, all right? And a snack chip called Cheetos. You think I didn't know it was processed? Oh, God. I, I, honest to God. Ugh. No. Come on. You got to live a little. Well, I did try uh, Crystal P- Pepsi, and I really enjoyed that. Oh, wow. Look at you. So dangerous. I know. Crystal Pepsi. Have you had the Cheesy Core Burrito? No. From Taco Bell? No. Haven't eaten at Taco Bell. I don't think I've ever eaten at Taco Bell. One day, we're just going to sit there. We're going to get you ready. We're no. going to literally make you chug a whole bottle of Pepto-Bismol. What is oh, it? Pepto-Bismol? That stops you from going, right? That's, I mean, it'll help, it'll help to keep it a little bit more uh, solid, I guess. Oh, but then we're going to take you. We're going to make you go. Dude, Checkers, Sonic. <laughs> no. No. Taco Bell. Oh, God. Mm, KFC. But we'll I only mean, make you get the coleslaw and the mashed potatoes there. Oh, I don't think I could even do it. I tried to eat at Popeye's a couple years ago. It was terrible. You are the worst. No, <laughs> I is, mean, I really do. Look, um, if you want to ever give us feedback, if you have a guest suggestion, email Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at HeyFrage.com. We want to see you at our election night party, uh, so please donate on GoFundMe. You can also send your thoughts about that. Plus, our next live show is September 23rd in Arlington, Virginia, at the Clarendon Ballroom. Tickets Woo. are available at Eventbrite.com, HeyFrage Podcast. We want to see you there Friday night. Sammy, are we good? Yeah, man. Let's go get some Cheeto chicken fries. You can suck our manana. Bye.